Are you ready for a word from the Lord today? I said, are you ready for a word from the Lord today? Glory to God. Glory to God. We're going to jump into what we have to share with you this morning. Make yourselves ready to receive what thus saith the Lord. And I want you to, my, my prayer is that you all hear me right. It's my prayer that you hear me right so that you can rightly uh, divide the word of truth and make it applicable to your own life. Y'all say this, point at yourself and say, I ain't looking at nobody else. This word is for me. Come on, say it again. I'm not looking at anybody else. <laughs> this word is for me. Turn with me if you have your Bibles, or if not, it'll be up on the screen. Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah 58. If you mind resting all over the building as we read verses 9 through 12 from the King James version of the Bible. We're going to read our text and then we're going to uh, pray and let the Lord have his way in here today. Isaiah 58 verse 9 reads, Then thou shalt call and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and say vanity. If thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflictions, the afflicted soul, then shall the light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. The Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose water fell not. Here's our key verse. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste place. Here it is. Thou shalt rise up, rise up, raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the path to dwell in. My subject today is repairers of the breach. Let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you today for everything that you've allowed to go forth in this service. We enjoy being in your presence. We enjoy basking in your glory. But God, after all we've been through, we need a word from you. We need to hear a word that will speak to us right where we are in, in, in all these diverse situations. One word that speaks to every heart. We need to hear from you. So may we make ourselves ready to receive from you today. Let your spirit have its way in this place and have its way in every heart in this room. Do what you want to do. We're available to you. So we say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. amen. 
repairers of the breach. You may be seated in his presence. You shall be called repairers of the breach. I think I need to explain to you what what a breach is. If, if you can put that 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 one picture up, I want to show you what it what it looks like. That is a wall, you all. That's a wall that's that's built around a city or a territory. It's built around an entire territory, and that wall is built for protection so that the enemy cannot get in. That, that wall, that's a fortified wall, is built so, so that you can keep the enemy out. But it's hard, particularly if you have a huge city, or in your personal life, a lot going on, it's hard to watch every inch of your wall. Some things go unchecked. Help me, Holy Ghost. Some things go unchecked. And in in those areas that go unchecked, the enemy is trying to find a way in. I wish I had some help in here today. I said, in those areas that go unchecked, the enemy is trying to get his way in. He's trying to, trying to find a way in. And so what he does is he creates a breach in the wall. Lord, help me. He creates a breach in the wall. A breach family is a broken place. It, it is a it is a created opening in a wall that's meant to protect. And this wall no longer can keep the enemy outside. Now, because we hadn't been paying attention, the enemy, without you even knowing it, sneaks in. The enemy comes in through that opening and starts messing with your stuff and starts breaking your stuff and starts cluttering up your stuff. It's, it's a broken place that the enemy takes advantage of. Tell somebody you got to guard your wall. You got to guard. If we're left, it, once he gets in and you don't even know it, you're left wondering, how did this get here? Lord, help me. How how did this end up in my territory? I've been doing good things for God. Lord, help me today. I've been working hard for God, but yet I find this. When did this get here? When did that get broken? came to tell somebody it happened because there's a breach in your wall. When there's a breach in your wall, stuff gets broken. For all of the for all of the work, now, now this might be for me personally, but for all of the all of the work that we've done to fix everybody else. The 
problem is when I'm out here fixing everybody else, I'm broken myself. What do you do when stuff gets broke? What do you do? You may not know anything about the economic effects of slavery. You may not know anything about the financial intricacies of mass incarceration. You may not know the, 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 the clever creativity of systematic racism. But, but one thing you do know, you know what it's like to be broken. You know what it's like to be broke. There are areas that he's broken into. Different areas. But we've got to learn how to lay, lay, re, 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 rebuild this wall. Or in the words of the Bible, we've got to learn how to repair the breach. Got to learn how to repair the the breach. I just said some of us, some of us are broken. All of us are broken in some way, right? Every every single body in here got some brokenness somewhere. We broke somewhere, and I'm not just talking about a low credit score or overdrawn bank account or your lint line pockets. I'm not talk, just talking about that kind of broke. Some of us in here know what it's like to be flat out broke. Help me, Holy Ghost. We, we've broken homes, broken marriages. Some of us can't get along to save our life. Can't even stay in the same room together. We even resorted to calling each other names. You stupid. That ain't nothing but the devil. You make me sick. Y'all gonna help me preach this. You make me sick. The, the trust is gone. The forgiveness is gone. And oh God, watch this. The hope is gone. Not only are our families broken, but our bodies are breaking down. Our bodies are breaking down. Diabetes out of control. Arthritis has crippled our get up. Heart pain in our chest. A lot of us ain't got enough insurance to even go to the doctor when you feel a pain in your chest. Headaches that won't go away. Bodies are breaking. And we've, we've heard, we've heard that he can heal all of our diseases. Been to every doctor. But our bodies just won't work.
and some of us have broken hearts. Somebody didn't keep their word because we tell lies. And as a result of how we've been treated, now, now we got a bad attitude. Lord, help me today. Folk won't keep their word and, and forget about making a commitment to God and showing up for church on time. Instead of repairs of the breach, we become instigators and troublemakers ourselves. And some of y'all just flat out mean. We, we, can't, we can't get this thing called life. We can't get it right. How did this get here? How did I get to this place? Why is it that the enemy is messing with me? Then, but Randy, some of us got broken praise. Lord, have mercy. Some of us got broken praise. Lord, do I want to go here? Y'all see that breach in that wall? The enemy is so clever that where he'll sneak in and you not even know it's him. Come here, Kirk Franklin. Come here, come here, Kirk Franklin. We love Kirk Franklin. I'm not, I don't doubt the man's salvation. Y'all don't get me wrong. I don't doubt that he loves God. But the enemy is doing something when you can stand up in church and twerk your behind. Enemy sneaky, y'all. He he gets in. Come here. Come here. Come here, Tyler Perry. Enemy sneaky. When every show he got on TV, he's got to have a, a man on a man having sexual relations. How do you represent God? There's a breach. There's a breach in our church. Help me, Holy Ghost. And for some of us, our brokenness ain't even that deep. We just got a broke down car. A broken cell phone. Can't see nobody and they can't see you. Y'all need to throw them iPhones away, I told you. Broken. Let the church say broken. Come on, if you're bold enough, shout, I'm broken. Shout it again, I'm broken. 
I don't know about you, but I need help. And some of this breaking that, that, that broke me, I didn't break myself. Somebody mishandled me. Somebody I trusted to put a part of my life in their hands broke me. But God told me to tell you that he's about to give you strength for your struggle. Y'all didn't hear me today. I, I already told you I need for you to hear me right. I just told you, God told me to tell you, he's about to give you strength for your struggle. And in this day and time in which we live, this day and time in which we live, you're going to need some strength. In, in, in order to handle what you're going, to, going through or, or going to have to go through, you're going to need some strength. Not your strength. Not human strength. But the Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Rely on your strength. Your strength gonna run out. But we just talked about how God never fails. Just sing about how God never fails. Be strong. Tell somebody say, "Be strong in the Lord. Be strong." I need you to shout at me. I got strength for my struggle. Come on, shout it again. I got strength for my struggle. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You're not going to fall apart. You're not going to fall out. You're not going to give out. You're not going to give in. God's about to undergird you with his power and his strength. But, but, let me warn you. Sometimes God's power doesn't look like what you thought it ought to look like. God says, Holy Ghost, God says, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Sometimes the power of God means you got to be weak. Okay. God's power. God's strength didn't always look like what, it, what we think it ought to look like because we've missed God in our preconceived, preconceived ideologies about who God is and how God operates. God doesn't move in your strength. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. You've got to learn how to relinquish your position of strength. 
You've got to learn how to relinquish. God says, give the fight to me. I'm a better fighter than you. You've got to learn how to relinquish. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. That's a promise. Listen, that's a promise God makes to his children. Weeping may endure for a night. Joy cometh in the morning. But that promise is attached to, is attached to an assumption of God. That assumption of God is that he assumes you're going to be sold out to him. And you're going to want to do it his way or not do it at all. God help me here today. The problem that, that happens is that when we want to take up, take up our cross and we want to determine how many nails we get nailed to. But I choose to believe for everybody in this room, I choose to believe that better days are coming. Lord, help me today. Somebody shout better days. Come on, y'all got to believe with me now. Shout it again, better days. Better days in your relationship. Better days on your job. Better days in your finances. Better days are coming. You got to, listen, you, you got to speak better days from your bad day. Call things that be not as though they were. So from your bad day, call for a better day. Call for a better day from your bad day. Watch this, y'all. Watch this, though. Better days come when better people show up. Sometimes days don't get better until you get better. Lord, help me today. Can I keep building this wall? Can I, can I keep repairing this breach? Watch this. I'm going to help you. This is going to help you. James 4.17. I, I think I gave it to you. Did I give you that? James 4.17. If I didn't, here it is. There it is. James 4. Y'all listen to this. Y'all ready? Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and does it not, to him it is sin. Let that marinate right there. Let that marinate. This is called the sin of withholding. It is a sin to know what you ought to do and you don't do it. <laughs> it is a sin to know what's right to do and you don't do it. Now, now, now this is apart from thou shall not. This is good, a good opportunity that God puts in your life and you walk away from the good opportunity to show somebody Jesus, God says you've sinned. When you know to do good, when you know the right thing to do, and you refuse to do it, 
it's sin. The act of withholding love when love ought to be given is a sin. <laughs> the act of doing a good deed when a good, good deed ought to be done is a sin. These are sins of inaction. Most of us are familiar with, uh, the, the sins that most of us are familiar with require action. It requires you doing something. But here it is, for example, stealing, you got to do something. Lying, you got to do something. Cheating, you got to do something. But there's a sin that you commit by doing absolutely nothing. God help us in here today. This is a sin of what you aren't doing what you know you should be doing, especially, especially in your interactions with one another, especially in your relationships. We've been trying. What we do as religious people is that we've been trying to get back, get God to put us back in a place where we didn't fall from. We've been trying to get God to put us back in a place we didn't fall from. We've been, we keep telling God to get us to heaven. A lot of y'all got saved because you want to go to heaven. Somebody say amen. Well, we didn't fall from heaven. Help me, Holy Ghost. And we want God to get us to a place we didn't fall from. To be restored means to get back what you've lost. You never lost heaven. We didn't fall from heaven. We fell from a place of authority in the earth. We fell from God's presence and we fell from God's influence over our life. God help me today. So because we're so busy trying to get to heaven, we forfeit our position as kings and queens in the earth because, because we're trying to get to a place God never intended. Don't get me wrong. There's going to come a time when God, watch this, when you don't go to heaven, but when God brings heaven down to you. All right. You've been called. You've been called to rule, to reign, to have dominion and power, to have joy, peace, and have loving relationships. And that is not going to wait till you get to heaven. Those times are supposed to happen now. This truth is not set for when we all get to heaven. What a glorious, what a day of rejoicing it will be. It's not, not, not set for that. Watch this. Matthew, Matthew uh, 3, 2. Y'all don't mind if I teach for a minute, do you? Matthew. This is the amplified version of, of the Bible. It says, watch this, y'all. Repent. Let the church say repent. repent. That means turn around. 
That means turn around. That means the way you are going is not the right way. You need to turn around. Because you're headed in the wrong direction. How do you turn around? It says change your inner self. Change your old way of thinking. Regret past sins. The reason some of y'all can't get along is because when you do somebody wrong, you don't regret what you've done. Holy Ghost, I need your help today. I need you. Live your life in a way. Watch this. Watch this. See, you want somebody to just believe you repented. You, you want somebody to just take your word that you changed. He, the, it says, live your life in a way that proves. Oh, God. That proves you've repented. Be sorry when you're supposed to be sorry. Be helpful when you're supposed to be helpful. Live a life that proves you've repented. Seek God's purpose for your life. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let's turn to the kingdom of heaven. It's not a physical territory. It's not. It's not a place that you go to. But it's a mindset that you adhere to. Lord, help me today. The kingdom of heaven is not physical territory. The kingdom of heaven is a place where the rule, the plan, the purpose, and the ways of God have complete jurisdiction wherever you are. That's the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of God. God wants us to live a life that's anchored in his kingdom. But we're going to get better. Y'all believe that? We're going to get better. I told you before to say I'm broken. Now now touch yourself and say I'm getting better. Y'all believe that? The word will make a difference in your life. Come on, say it again. I'm, I'm getting better. I, I, I started from the bottom. Now I'm here. Start, started from the bottom. Now I'm here. They, 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 back, back then they didn't want me. Now they all up on me. It's <laughs> turn, turn like, what is he talking about? When you become obsessed with your own personal development and your willingness to invest in your own development is an indication that you believe God has something big for you in your future. When you work on you, you're working on what's getting ready to come to you. Y'all hear me now? You're, you're saying to God, God, I believe that you're getting ready to do some, something so crazy in my life that I've got to build the character and the spiritual stamina 
that will keep me steadfast because trouble's coming and unmovable in the stormy days. Repair us of the breach. Can I lay another brick right quick? I said, can I lay another brick? Repair us of the breach means that there's an opening somewhere. And sometimes that opening comes because there's a misunderstanding. When, when we're dealing with relationships, there's a misunderstanding in how each of us were made. There's a, there's a breach. There's a breach in male and female relationships. Men and women are different by design. Women, men are consumers, takers. Y'all stay with me. Men are takers. Women are contributors. They are givers. Okay. Biologically, it makes no sense... What did I say men were? Takers. Women are givers. Biologically, it makes no sense for a woman to have multiple men in her life. Lord, have mercy. It makes no sense biologically for a woman to have multiple men in her life because the nature of all these men is to take. I said, the nature of every man that walks through your life, his nature is to take from you. He's a consumer. That's how he's made, by design. They want something from you they can consume. Y'all awfully quiet in here today. So if a woman has multiple partners, each one of them going to take something from her. Because men are takers. Women are givers. When a man has multiple women, for every woman in his life, watch this, she comes bearing gifts. She's going to give him something. Here's the problem. He gets richer and richer from every woman he's been with. Lord, have mercy. Let me prove it to you. This is why King Solomon was the wisest man besides Christ. Solomon was the wisest man who ever lived. Not because he was so smart, but because the joker had 700 wives and 300 cockabines. And all of those women gave him something. That's how he got his wisdom. All of those women gave him something. And he became wiser as a result of what was given to him. 
in order for your marriage to work. I told you, you there's one word you got to have in order to have a beautiful marriage. Now, when I give you this word, your flesh going to fight it. Because your flesh ain't going to want to hear it. But when I give you this word, if you make this word applicable in your relationship, I'm talking about both of you. If you make this word applicable in your relationship, you'll have the best marriage you could ever have. Y'all ready for it? Come back next week, I'll finish this up. No, 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 no. <laughs> the word. That's going to save your marriage is grace. Grace. What is grace? Grace is unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor, privileges, forgiveness. They don't deserve it, but you give it anyway. If you don't give grace, your marriage will never survive. Y'all better hear what I'm telling you. If you don't give grace in your marriage, watch this. And I'm going to go a step further. Grace is simply the ability to let things go. Oh, my God. I told you that's going to hurt your flesh. That's going to hurt your flesh because you feel like, well, if I let it go, this joker going to stay the same. That's what, that's what your flesh telling you. If you let it go. No, but see, there's power in grace. When you release grace, it, is, it brings the realization of where this person is to himself or herself. It lets them know that I'm in this muck and mire, yet this person is willing to pull me out when I don't deserve it. Then that grace builds your relationship. And because you have given that grace, it turns your whole relationship around. Your flesh don't want to hear it. Your flesh don't want to receive it because you want to still hold the grudge and you want you to see some change. Your grace is going to produce the change. That's a $100 sermon right here. This is a... Listen, listen, you've got to learn, watch me, y'all, in your marriage, you've got to learn to be satisfied with Jesus. Because I don't care how hard you try, ain't no man, ain't no woman going to be able to meet your needs. It ain't going to happen. So you've got to learn to get your satisfaction in Christ. Y'all hear what I'm telling you? And you've got to release that, that person from being superhuman. You've got to release that person because I don't care how saved they are. They're going to hurt you. They're going to hurt you and it's going to hurt hard. But if you find your satisfaction in Jesus, 
then you can release grace. Are y'all hearing me? Then you can release grace. And the reason why you can release grace is because you've received grace. Enemies creeped in. He's in your house. Can I get that picture back up there? The enemy has creeped in. And you fail. You fail to guard your territory. You fail to inspect your wall. And if you ever inspect your wall, you're going to find out that you ain't been paying enough attention in this area right here. Trump did what? The Braves are looking good right now. Look at the Braves. Oh, oh, oh. There's a little poem, poem right there. Let me see if I can get past, get past that point. You watching your phone. When right next to you there's an unattended gap in your wall. You're not paying attention that the enemy has creeped in. You're wondering why I got all this hell in my house. Why is it I got all this trouble in my house? It's because you're not guarding your wall and the enemy has come in. Well, Pastor, I guard my wall. I pray for my family all the time. Sometimes it ain't prayer your family needs. Sometimes your family needs you. Sometimes it's your presence that's going to save your marriage. It's going to save your family. Things creep in. One day I'm, I'm going to tell y'all about, I guess, I'm going to tell y'all about my life. Or I'm, I'm going to write a book, one of them, about how some things creep in that I was even unaware of. There are things that were brought in my house. Lord, help me. The things that were brought in my house, and I didn't even know they were there. 
but it's, it's because my wife and I decided to open up our heart and pour love in other areas. And by us doing that, unaware to us, some things came in. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And I had to fight a, a battle. We had to fight battles that we never knew we were going to have to fight in our life. Because things came in. Guard your wall. And it takes more than prayer. Sometimes it takes you giving of yourself and pouring into your spouse, pouring into your children, pouring into your family. Is this helping anybody? I challenge you to be repairers of the breach. It's my challenge to you to be a repairer of the breach. This is not going to come to you by somebody putting some oil on you and you falling out in the floor. It ain't going to happen like that. God can move whatever way he wants to move, but this is not going to happen by somebody laying hands on you. This happens by you making up your mind. You making the decision that I'm going to do it God's way. Only way it's going to happen. Can't nobody pray you in it. Can't nobody fast you in it. You can stay hard-headed if you want to, but you're headed to damnation in your relationships. There's a breach. And it needs to be fixed. This breach needs to be fixed. This breach needs to be fixed. It requires a made-up mind and willingness to commit to God. Sometimes things don't work until you make a plan for it to work. Sometimes you got to make a plan. I'm going to do this, this, and this. At this time, I ain't going to do that, that, or that. I'm giving this time that I used to take for this, and I'm giving it to that. When I take this time from here and I get it to the right place, guess what happens, y'all? My wall is restored. The enemy is after your family. He's after your children. He's after your mind. One of the instruments, or one of the repairs, one of the instruments of the of the armor of God is a sword. 
the sword. When you think of a sword, a lot of us think of the, uh, 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 something with a handle and a long blade. That's what we think about when we say sword. But this, this word sword is not talking about that. This word sword is talking about what's really a dagger. It's only a 12-inch sword. It's not a long sword. You know why it's not a long sword? Because you can't fight close battles with a long sword. When the enemy gets close, that long sword becomes very ineffective. You need something you can jab. You need something you can keep jabbing away with. So when the enemy comes close, you got to have something close to you that you can fight with. I want to be all that God is calling me to be. And I want to be restored back to the place from which I've fallen. We've all fallen. Anybody, I want to be restored back to the place. If you're not happy in your relationship, it's because you chose not to be happy. Wherever you are, it's because that's what you chose. Lord, help me today. If you choose happiness and work towards that, you're going to have happiness. But if you wallow in your hurt and in your pain and you stay right there, that's all you're going to ever have. Anybody want to be happy? Anybody? I know I do. My wife and I just celebrated 41 years of marriage. And I hadn't been a good boy all 41 years. I've, I've had some, some mistakes, right, babe? I've had a few mistakes. I've had a few. No major mistakes. Don't get me wrong. I ain't never, I ain't never did no major stuff. <laughs> she said, because I'm still living. That's what she said. <laughs> I ain't never did none of that. But I've fallen short in some areas. I've come up short sometimes. But you know what, y'all? I've fallen short. Rio, but I know I'm the best man that woman will ever have in her life. I know that. Because she's the best woman I could ever have in my life. That's my girl right there, y'all. And, and every day, Every day from work, I'll call her. And I said, babe, I just called to see how you were doing. And I'm out there on the road or whatever I'm doing. And I said, babe, I, I, I just want you to know I love you. And she'll give me that giggle and she'll, she'll say, ooh, that's so sweet. <laughs> but I'm trying to tell you, your marriage will be whatever you make it. It takes work. A lot of work. It takes, it takes work. I want your families to be healthy. I'm done. I want your families to be healthy. I want your life to be good. 
I want your career to be everything that you envisioned it to be. I want your money to be where you want it to be. Y'all know what? I just turned 62 years old. Thinking, Marty, I thought about retiring. But God got too much for me to do right now for me to retire. But I want your life, I want your, everybody stand up, everybody stand. I'm done, y'all. I want your life, I want your life to be golden. I want my prayer for you is that God be big in your life. Y'all hear what I'm telling you? Now that, I don't want you, I'm, I'm not saying you need to be some type of religious fanatic to where you can't go buy a grapefruit without speaking in tongues. But I do want you to represent Christ know that you represent Christ listen every minute of the day and be be conscious be conscious of his presence on your life be conscious that that God is with you on your life and that that when you walk into a grocery store you see somebody listen to the spirit talk to you about that person And the spirit will tell you, send up a prayer for that person right now. They're going through something. And you don't have to say a word to them. You can keep on going down, getting your cereal, and you can say, God, bless that person on the next aisle. And let them have an encounter with you today. That's being aware of God's presence on your life and the power in your words. Sometimes people's lives are broken around you because you won't pray. You won't talk to God about their situation. I've made it my habit. Every time somebody tell me, pray for my mama or pray for this, I pray right then, right, right there. there. Amen. Because this old broken mind right. going to forget it if I go on. I pray right then. God bless that mama, bless them, whatever they need. God do it for them right there. Yeah. That's being aware of his presence, y'all. That's walking in God's presence. And that's how you've got to live your life. Knowing that he's with you. On your job, you got to know he's with you. And you know what else that's going to do? When you realize God is with you, it's going to keep you from messing up. You ain't going to dip and dabble, dabble as much as you do when you realize God's with you. Repair us of the breach cast that devil out cast him out cast that devil out once you get him out you make sure you rebuild your wall you build it the right way this time you build it the right way you build your wall and stay committed to building that wall until it gets done give grace to one Tell somebody to say, my grace I give to you. My grace. Give grace to one another. 